0: Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco—or perhaps a burrito. Hey, everybody! Welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I am your host, Jeff Harmon. And I'm going to remind you of a couple of quick things before we dive into today's topic. I want to thank everyone who's joined our Facebook group: facebook.com/groups/phototaco. But I wanted to specifically point out the brand new official Photo Taco Podcast Instagram account. You can find that at Photo Taco Podcast. And let's be friends on Instagram. You can offer suggestions for topics for the show and see a lot of posts that I put out there um, with regard to the show. So you can kind of see what's coming up. Also, you can contact the show via email, Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, another quick thing. Uh, First ever, Improved Photography Retreat, coming up in March 2017. I'm going to be doing a pre-retreat workshop on mastering your fancy camera, teaching classes like how to make Lightroom go faster, and you can come shoot a desert sunset with me. Go check it out at improvedphotographyretreat.com. The... Uh, Tickets are limited and they're going fast, so go over there and check that out. And last thing before our topic this week, iPhone 7. I asked on social media if listeners wanted an episode dedicated to my thoughts of iPhone 7 as it came out, at least just the specs since I don't have access to one myself, and share my thoughts about it, I was kind of surprised that most people just didn't care, didn't want me to do an episode on that. So very briefly, I'm just going to say, based on the the iPhone 7 specs, I actually don't expect the shooting to be the photography to be the pictures i should say to be massively different than the iphone 6s or even the iphone 6 frankly there i think i expect that to be eh, maybe slightly improved but not so much that you're going to be immediately able to tell oh that was an iphone 7 that shot that uh However, the iPhone 7 Plus, eh, I think there's a lot more possibility that that's going to be a bigger impact. Having the two lenses, getting optical zoom, having this depth of photos to emulate better bokeh in the background, it sounds really promising. We'll have to wait for testing. I'd really love to get one, but uh, coming in at about $900 for the one I'd want, the 7 Plus that I'd want, I'm opting to stick it out one more year with my iPhone 6 Plus and hope that it's kind of a more meaningful update next year in 2017 with more than just camera features I know other things were slightly upgraded but I'm hoping next year is going to be a little bit more meaningful and more worth it to me to spend my money on that so that's my very quick review now let's jump into this week's topic I want to keep it about 15 to 20 minutes from here, and we'll see how we do. The topic is exporting to print. Now, I've already done two Photo Taco episodes that are related to this topic, that if you haven't listened to them, you should probably go do that first. It lays some foundational things out that this is going to build on a little bit. And one is, the, it's called Photoshop JPEG exports. You can search for that on Google, if you do Photo, Space, Taco, and then the topic The subject, you can find any of the Photo Taco episodes. And the other one's JPEG compression levels. So if you go search for those, I'll put links in the show notes too. They really help to kind of explain a few more things about the details in exporting that might be helpful. But I'm getting a lot of questions from listeners where they're still confused about how to export for printing. And so I thought I'd do one specific on that topic. And the very first thing I want to do, and the main emphasis I want you to take away from this podcast on... I am trying really hard to dispel the myth or clarify that DPI, or in Lightroom, it's this magic resolution box, has absolutely nothing, 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 nothing to do with your export if you are specifying pixel dimensions, which is kind of the default in Lightroom. It's going to default to pixel dimensions, and if you use those, The resolution box does nothing. Now, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in both of the previous Photo Talk episodes, but given the way the questions are asked, I really need to try to make it clear again. So let's go over DPI. DPI stands for dots per inch. You have to have inches. It's a completely relevant term when you're talking about printing because you have inches of paper that you're printing to. Printers have a maximum DPI you can print at, meaning they can put a specific number of dots in a single inch, as they print to the paper. The maximum DPI, it varies by manufacturer and model. And if you're old enough to have used a dot matrix printer, you can remember those devices. They had those heads that moved back and forth over the black ribbon and make this horrid screeching sound as it printed. Those printers way back then, they maxed out at about 60 to 90 DPI. They could put 60 to 90 little dots per inch. And if you remember the prints that resulted, they were really pixelated, pretty awful that came out of there. You could kind of see the individual dots. They weren't blended together very well and you couldn't get very precise even in doing like text. Then you have inkjet printers. That's probably what like 95 plus percent of you have in your house. Even if you don't print photos at home, you probably have an inkjet printer. That uses tiny little nozzles to print. And they have quite a bit more DPI than those old dot matrix printers did. They go at about 300 or 720 DPI, somewhere in there. Then there's laser printers. They apply toner to the page and then use like an electrostatic charge to kind of burn it in, set it in. And that they have a DPI that's quite a bit higher. It's about 600 to 20. 2400 dpi now i can hear some of you thinking hold on why is it everyone recommends exporting photos for printing at 300 dpi you've heard it on this podcast i'm sure you've heard on the improved photography podcast when we talk about it we often say as long as you export at 300 dpi for printing you're good on pretty much anything you want to print but I just talked about printers having way higher DPI than that. You had 720 DPI for the ink jets and all the way up to 2400, like eight times that 300 DPI setting. I'm gonna get to that in just a second. Before we go there, there's another part of this equation with DPI and printing that you kinda need to consider, and that's the medium that's being printed on. The amount of resolution that can accurately be shown varies from photo paper to photo paper, and is different for other mediums like metallic or canvas prints, for example. For me, one of the easiest ways to think about this is to consider printing on a T-shirt, a really crummy, crappy T-shirt. If someone could get you that in their printer, right, If and some inkjet printers can, but if, if you put that in there, and let's say the inkjet printer could go 720 DPI, so they can put 720 little tiny dots in every inch of that T-shirt, how well do you think that T-shirt could actually keep those dots separated from one another? Not very well. The average T-shirt, the cheap, crummy kind, maybe 40 to 50 threads in a single inch. So if you have 720 little tiny dots, how many of those little dots end up on a single thread? And then you gotta think about, well, how much color can a single thread absorb or, or separate? And It just becomes problematic really, really fast. They'll blend together and it becomes kind of one dot anyways. All the ink smears together. Maybe two would kind of work on one thread or one on each side, but about three or four, it would be a mess. The same problem applies to other mediums. There's really a maximum resolution at which you can print for. It just really doesn't matter anymore. In fact, it can make it worse. And so that's something that you have to consider. Bottom line is you need to find out from your print lab what DPI your photos should come in with, uh, based on the printer and the medium that they're going to be printed onto. There's those two factors. Now let's get back to the question a lot of you were thinking with 300 DPI. There's a difference between how the pixels on your computer screen look as you're editing photos and how a printer can put the little dots on the paper. We won't go into the details here because I don't think it's terribly important to photographers to fully understand, but there's a difference in how colors represented between those two, and because of that difference, printers tend to need to break down a single pixel from your photo into more than one dot. Four, eight, six, there's varying things that the printers have to do in order to do that, but they have to break that down in order to make it so that the printed medium looks like it did on your screen. And again, this is why it's best to ask your photo lab about what DPI you should target for your photos, because they'll know that detail for the printer and the medium. Still, here's some general guidelines that tend to work across lots of printers and mediums for different sizes of things. So billboards. If you're a billboard your target, you're a very lucky person because <laughs> you probably got paid some good money for it. But they go, they usually general rule of thumb. It's 45 DPI, so way short of 300. They're so far away, they just they don't need higher DPI unless it's one of those electronic billboards that might be a little different. Okay, newspaper, 85 DPI. That's kind of the max resolution that goes on that really cheap paper that they use for newspapers. Um, For books and magazines, about 150 DPI usually. For canvas prints, uh, somewhere between 180 and 200 DPI, anything higher than that kind of becomes counterproductive and really just kind of wasting ink at that point. And then at 300 DPI for standard glossy or matte prints, that's kind of the upper end, that's kind of what you would need. Okay, so hopefully you're kind of clear on DPI and how it applies to printing. But let's get back to what really the main point is here. The, The thing I really want you to take away from this episode And that's that DPI has absolutely nothing to do with exports when you specify a pixel dimension in the exports. And let's use an example of exporting for social media. You can get more specific for each social media property, like differences between Facebook and Instagram. And so you could target something that's, uh, you know, closer depending on what it is. But for me, I like to just make a general export and that works across all of them. And these are the settings that I go to for that. So I I go in the export dialog box in Lightroom and I use Lightroom to do my exports. I don't really export from Photoshop or other tools. It's Lightroom. That's the place I'm in when I'm doing like the very final touches and it's it's the best place I have for it. So file settings panel inside the export dialog box. I choose an image format of JPEG, quality 77, color space, sRGB. I'm not going to go through any whys on that. That's just the settings. The more interesting one is image sizing. We're going to get into a lot more detail on this one. But as I'm doing a social media export, I'm not printing from social media or from this. I'm targeting, sharing through the browser. Uh, you know, It's going to be shown to people on their browser as they see it on social media. So in image sizing, I check the resize to fit box. And then I choose long edge in the dropdown. And I specify 2048 just below the drop down, and it defaults to pixels for the units there, right next to it. Then I do output sharpening. Uh, I sharpen for the screen is what I set that drop down to, and an amount of standard. Now, if you were following along with me in Lightroom, and I hope you were, if you could, you'll notice I completely skipped the entire resolution setting and the drop down in the image sizing panel, and that's because it will do absolutely nothing to your exported image when you set a pixel dimension in the export. I set the pixel dimension to 2048 on the long edge. I want Lightroom to export my pixel or my photo. I want it to shrink it down because my native resolution is much more than that. I have way more pixels than 2048 on the longest edge out of my camera. And that's whether I shoot JPEG or raw, they're both going to have way more pixels than that. And uh, I'm telling Lightroom, I want you to shrink it down so that it's it's 2048 on the longest edge. And that has absolutely nothing to do with inches. It's going to be 2048 pixels every time I export it. And it won't matter what I put in that resolution box. You could put 10 in there. You could put 1,000 in there. It won't change it. I told Lightroom exactly how many pixels I wanted it to export, and it doesn't matter what I put in the resolution box. So you can test it. You can go do that. Go create two different exports. Try specifying the pixel size the long edge of 2048. Put 10 and 1000 in there and compare the files. They're going to be exactly the same. There's no difference between the two because there's no inches involved when you do that. You told Lightroom how many pixels you wanted and it exports it to that number of pixels. So think about what you're telling Lightroom to do, right? You are telling it exactly how many pixels you want to do. But if you told Lightroom a little bit different instruction, if you told Lightroom that what you want is something that will be used to print on an 8x10 and 300 dpi. Now you have inches involved. An 8x10 is inch measurements, and you can do that in the export image settings box panel in the the export dialog box. You can say, I want the width and height of the export to be 8x10 inches, and uh, then the resolution box becomes Critical because 8 by 10 inches all by itself doesn't mean anything about how many pixels it sh- Lightroom should make that export. And every time Lightroom exports, it comes down to pixels. It needs to know how many pixels that it's going to export. So you can ask Lightroom to do that calculation for you by saying, I want to print. On 8x10, and you specify that in the dimensions, and then you put in the resolution box how many DPI you want Lightroom to automatically do. And you can think about this, and, and maybe a test question in this episode. What would the DPI be, or what would the pixel dimensions Lightroom make If you said 8 by 10 and 300 DPI, what would the final pixel dimensions be of that exported image on your hard drive when you go to look at it in either Windows Explorer or Finder on Mac? What would it be? All right, give you a little pause here and think about that. Okay, the answer is you have to multiply 8 by 300 and 10 by 300. So it's 2400 by 3000 that's how many pixels Lightroom will do. So you could specify that. You could specify width and height, 2400 by 3000 pixels. And then it doesn't matter what you put in the resolution box, it will export that. And that will end up being 300 DPI. When you send it over to a print lab, they'll have 300 DPI to deal with for an eight by 10 print. Okay, hope that makes sense now. Let's say, and and the good thing is 2,400 by 3,000 is only about 7 megapixels. And a lot of camera phones even have that much. So you're not going to be, almost every digital camera is going to have enough megapixels to support an 8 by 10 print at 300 DPI. But let's say... You want to go 350 DPI. Let's say your print lab said, "Ooh, you really need to. You need. We need an image that is 350 DPI to take advantage of the really good resolution of this printer and this paper." All right. So what would the pixel dimensions be? That would be 2800 by 3500. All right. So slightly bigger. And all I did was take 8 times 350 is 2800, and 10 times 350 is 3500. That turns out to be about 10 megapixels. And so that's that's how you have to think of it. I need to understand what my print dimensions are going to be. And then I need to make sure that for those print dimensions, I compute, either I compute it or I let Lightroom compute it, about how many pixels the export needs to be to reach your DPI for the print. Uh, now let's let's talk about another problem that you tend to have when you are trying to print something really, really large, all right? So let's make this another little test question. What is the biggest print size that you could print with a 4,000 by 6,000 pixel image if you want 300 DPI? Okay. So it's kind of backwards of how I just explained it because you don't have your inches. You, you're, you need to compute the inches. So 4,000 by 6,000, how much at 300 DPI, what's kind of the very biggest? All right. If you came up with 13 by 20, you get photo taco points. Good job. <laughs> if you didn't get it don't feel bad. It's sort of a trick question. We walked through the opposite math before. And so anyway, you you where we took the inches and we multiplied it by 300. And since we're starting with the pixels, we need to get the inches. You had to divide the pixel dimensions by 300. So 4,000 divided by 300 is a little over 13 inches. And 6,000 divided by 300 is 20. So if you didn't crop your photo at all and you were shooting, say, about a 28, 30 megapixel camera, You could export every single pixel you have in the image and print a 13 by 20 print at 300 dpi. But what if you wanted to print at twice that? If you were lucky enough to have a 30 megapixel camera, you could print at 13 by 20, 300 dpi, and have enough pixels. But let's say you wanted to print at 26 by 40. And you don't have enough pixels to do that. You can't. You don't. You you're limited. You need more megapixels in your camera, more pixels in your file, in order to print 300 DPI at 26 by 40. You're gonna need a whole lot more pixels. But so, what are your choices? Well, you can only print at like 150 DPI. That would work, now you have enough pixels again. You're, you're not going to get 300 DPI, but if you're printing to canvas, you can probably get away with that. 150 DPI would probably look pretty good at 26 by 40 with a 30 megapixel camera, and, uh, and you probably have enough megapixels. Or another thing you can do is have the software that you're using to export, and we're gonna use Lightroom as an example, enlarge your print export. You can, ha- you can tell it to do that. So you can either do it by pixel dimensions and tell it to it. Um, it will enlarge it to those pixel dimensions or you can do the inches and DPI setting and it will compute. It'll say, Whoa, I don't have enough pixels even in just the native format. So I'm not shrinking anything down. I'm going to have to blow this up and it uses some really good math to go through and figure out how to make it look pretty good as if you had that many pixels in your image in order to print at that, Maximum size, and so that's another feature that Lightroom has there. If you ha- if it needs to cr- generate more pixels, it will use some math to figure out what to do there and it will create a file that has that many pixels and make it work. Now, some print labs will do this for you too. If you uploaded a file that was only 150 dpi, they'll go ahead and enlarge it for you. The, they, they have access to the same algorithms. They have processes that can do. So a lot of them will do that, but they may warn you, especially if you have way less pixels than you want. They want they, they may warn you through their website or the portal or the software you're using to upload to the photo lab that your photo doesn't have enough pixels to look good in the print. And that's why you might want to use something like Lightroom, Photoshop. Um, I personally like the On1 resize software. I think it kind of does the best job uh, of anything to do that, to make that work. All right. So that's kind of the basics about printing. And um, and I hope it makes sense. And I hope you get out of the podcast. The biggest thing I care about is if you specified your export in pixels, that resolution box in Lightroom does absolutely nothing. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. Um, now a couple of quick notes before we end. Lightroom does a pretty good job of making quality upsize of enlargements of your photo. In fact, I think it's kind of the best auto option that there is in the testing I've done. Meaning you can't really do anything manual to change how Lightroom will enlarge your photo. Photoshop does do that. They have seven different modes, seven different modes that you can use to to enlarge your photo. You can kind of pick between them and you can make some tweaks. Some of them have sliders even so that you can change how it does it. But um, really it's kind of that on one resize that is kind of the middle ground between the two. It does a pretty decent job of kind of automatically figuring out how to enlarge your photo, but it also has some smarts in there and you can, if you want to take a little bit of control over how it does the enlargement. So anyway, just thought I'd share that. And the second thing was I had a listener ask a question about providing an image to a client and they said the client said they wanted it in a specific file size. And when he delivered it, they're like, whoa, this file size is way too little. I need something bigger. I need something that's going to be more quality. They didn't talk about number of pixels or the number of inches, but it was like the megabytes, how many megabytes it was, the file was. And we worked through some questions that I I told him you should ask the client because target file size, it's a really terrible way to determine how large a photo can be printed. There's way too many factors to go into the file size than just the number of pixels that are there. So a hundred megabyte file can look exactly the same printed as say, a two megabyte file does and vice versa. That's a horrid way to try to judge how big you how uh, big you can print it or how, how good it will print. So if you're printing, you need to figure out the number of pixels to give them. And um, if they're putting it out on a website, then you, you should ask what the pixel dimensions of the image are going to be when it gets shown. And then you, tar- you export according to those dimensions. File size is not a good indicator. So that's what the listener did. He went back and asked them, and they, they said, oh yeah, the, the pixels that we are going to show it at are this. He exported to meet those pixels and then the client was happy. So there you go. Not really a print thing. it just kind of related question from a listener. All right. So that's it for the episode. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you, you get it. I'm, I'm a little worried that the math stuff was a little intense for this episode, but hopefully you get it. If you specify pixels in Lightroom, Photoshop, on one, whatever software you use, if you specify pixels, it's going to export to your pixels. Whatever you said, it's going to do. And it doesn't matter what you put in a DPI or resolution box or whatever it is, it's not going to change it. It's only when you have the software, you tell it that you're going to be printing at a certain number of inches or centimeters. And then the resolution becomes a factor so that the software can do the math about how many pixels will get exported. Because that's all it does is export pixels. It doesn't export inches. It doesn't export centimeters. It exports pixels. All right, (laughs) there we go. I said it enough times. I hope it takes. And if you're still confused, uh, give me some feedback. Let me know on social media, Photo Taco Podcast on Instagram or in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Photo Taco. Uh, email me, Podcast at gmail.com. Ask questions, love for some feedback. If it's still confusing, hopefully this is something you found helpful and uh, and we'll we'll see if that is. Always encourage you to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network, Portrait Sessions, Tripod, Improved Photography, and take some time head over to Mothership, improvephotography.com for news, gear, and other photo tip articles. As I always say, it is the best way to improve photo your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent hosts, guests, and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is served. Olay!